One o'clock hour here on Cody and Gold. Alex Gold, Cody Tap, Nick Schwert with you. You guys can always hit us up on the text line, 913-586-7610. I do believe the stream caught your moment. Well, of course it did. It appears so. Of course it did. We know how the, the, the dump button does not apply to the Odyssey app. We've known that forever. If you listen on Streamer, the app, you get the, uh, the privilege of unfiltered, as much unfiltered as we can be on terrestrial radio. And sometimes, you know, uh, you know a curse word drops through, and uh, that's why we have the dump button. It I would assume the live stream also is not getting rid of that. Correct. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it's on, coming straight yeah, out of, like, the yeah, headphones. Yeah, I don't, I don't on, think it's... If you were on Facebook or Twitter or Twitch, yep. Mm-hmm. You caught our honest live reaction. Hey man, we're we. It's good. It means you're comfortable. You're comfortable where you are. You would you you know you curse more in your everyday life. Mm-hmm. Oh, this guy's like a sailor. <laughs> <laughs> if Gold's life were a movie, it'd be rated NC-17. If you see him off the air. Wow, wow. NC-17. He hmm. says words that even I don't use in private. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Once you just identify as like a single letter rather than the actual word. Uh huh. Gold. Like the like the I mean Nick was like the M word. Since we're just since we're just <laughs> throwing pulling back the curtain, Nick definitely referenced a certain word that we will not say both on air or Okay, pers- well don't say that because then it makes it seem like it could be offensive. Well, that's what you were making it seem like a second ago. What do you mean? <laughs> what are you talking about? That was different. About? That was different. You, you have a very recent history of cursing. No, but you, of using you, offensive you had language. a word that you said you never use. I won't give any more detail on that. Okay, well, now, were, see. Whatever hope we had of Rob Collins' kid really ever dangerous. listening to the show is dead. Well, it's it's not, dead forever now. Whatever word you're thinking, it's not that word, I promise you. In it's general. a less offensive word, but also one you wouldn't say in front of your mother. That's what Nick was talking about. That's not what went over Take the your air. best guesses. 913 586 7610. Let's hear them. <laughs> Don't hold back, folks. <laughs> Oh, man. I just like that to be the text line the rest of the day so that Carrington comes in. He's like, what happened at the end of your show? Carrington just goes on a blocking spree. Yeah, someone's like, your facial reaction was great. I'm sure because I think I was like more stunned. I was like, because oh, like, uh, oh. the second he got out, you're like, I realized and what I've Cody done. Looked, and Cody was like, oh. <laughs> well, when it's not you, it feels better. Yeah, it feels great when that, it's somebody Now else. we're tied at uh, one apiece because I have also had to have the dump button used yeah. on me in this show. Uh, you from the 816 uh, that just texted a second, two few seconds ago, I would just say, winner, 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 and we'll move on from there. That's well, what first one. That's what Nick maybe was contemplating. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome, Nick. Took one nope. guess. Nope. Is there like a prize? <laughs> the first person to guess got it right. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Impressive. We learned over the weekend from our guy, Nate Taylor, that the Chiefs are going to decline the player option for the fifth year on Clyde Edwards-Alaire. This is not new information necessarily, that it's it's just overall the expectation throughout the season was that Clyde Edwards-Alaire was likely going to have it decline. It's just that we're inching closer to when the decision has to be made. So Nate Taylor, of course, followed back up with it and got that information. Nobody's disputing that that's the right decision, of course. I still think that if you're looking to move on from him, you don't just cut the guy. You try to get a conditional pick. And I think they can get a conditional pick that's at least a fifth or that can become a fifth, I should say, uh, when you're looking at trading Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Cutting him to me doesn't make any sense. You still need multiple backs on your team. You know you got Pacheco. McKinnon is not a sure thing to be back. I think we, we know that that's the thought of Chiefs fans that he will be back, but I don't know if that's a sure thing. And then you'll still need another back. I would, I would draft one in the fifth or sixth round as well. But I, I'm not just cutting him for nothing. I think you can get some value for a former first-round pick that involves conditionally if he ends up playing a lot for that new team. All of a sudden it becomes a fifth pick, a uh, fifth-round pick, and maybe it's a sixth-round pick for certain production, seventh-round pick for other production. 
Look, I, I think that the biggest problem here remains. Look, he's a little overpaid. He's going to be a little overpaid if he ends up on this roster, kind of no matter what, because he's a first-round pick. Running backs get paid nothing. He's just going to be overpaid based on the fact almost no matter what, he's going to be the third running back. Although it would probably be assumed, Gold, he would have a slightly bigger role if Jarek McKinnon didn't come back, right? Like if he didn't come back, then maybe Clyde could have a little more role. But the thing I can't get past is he skipped the Super Bowl parade. That was the nail in the coffin, wasn't it? I would imagine. Like, how could it not be? Wasn't that Clyde saying, I'm not planning on being back here? I would imagine the front office and maybe the coaching staff was not thrilled. I would be curious to know what the player reaction to that was. I think on some side, yeah, players maybe didn't like it. But also, I think there's a lot of players that understand how Clyde probably was feeling, too, though. I mean, this guy... It had to have been a brutal year for, for him. Worked really you know, hard to get back. Yeah. had a, Actually, had a nice start to the season, too. Let's he not did. forget. Got hurt, and then Pacheco comes in, was great. McKinnon ends up having a huge season. Fan favorite now, McKinnon and Isaiah Pacheco, too. That also stings a little bit when you see the fan base ends up loving both these guys. Uh, and, and that's tough. Am I, you know, I, I think it's ridiculous that he didn't show up to the parade, but I don't know if his teammates are as bothered by it as maybe even fan base was was bothered by it. I think that some of this is, this feels like case in point. Open up a textbook and look for guy who needs fresh start, new scenery. Because I'm not even telling you that Clyde Edwards-Alaire cannot be a successful NFL player. I actually still think that that is in there somewhere, which is probably why you're making the argument of it's worth keeping him around. But I don't think that thing is going to happen here. And I know that that's hard to say because you're like, why can't it? This is the most functional organization in all of sports, as you pointed out, not just in the NFL. But in the NBA, Major League Baseball, doesn't matter. This is the most consistently well-run organization in North America. So it doesn't matter that we're having those conversations. But sometimes there still are just non-logical fits. I think where we are with Clyde now is Pacheco's here. McKinnon makes sense to bring back. And it only cost a couple million dollars. If there is any buyer. Yeah, tra- trade if there's Clyde any buyer, fifth or sixth, seventh additional pick. I think there probably is a buyer at that. I think, there probably, I think it's probably only a fifth or a sixth. But I'm pretty sure there's a buyer at that because someone's still going to, because Brett Feach does this all the time. Kadarius Tony had accomplished nothing in the NFL, very little, but he's a first round pick. So, and, and there were other people who thought of him as being that high of a pick. That's all it takes. It takes the one team who loved Clyde Edwards, Alaire coming out of the draft to throw a fifth or a sixth your way. And the second somebody comes with that gold, wouldn't you agree? I mean, even at that price point. The lowest, I mean, you'd go yeah, as low as a sixth, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, he's he's 24 years old. He played 33 games, 1,600 rushing yards, 11 touchdowns. So I, I think you can get to me, somebody will give a conditional late, late pick. Uh, yeah, for, it's for probably the, a seven that can turn into a fifth. And fine. Yeah, and that's what I think it ultimately the situation ends up being. I'm not a huge fan of just cutting the guy and, 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 and moving on entirely. I think you either need to get a conditional pick or at least have him in, in camp. But they also know what the relationship is like far more than we do. Like, is the front office and, and coaching staff so furious about everything that, that with the parade thing? Or is that a fan thing where the fans are just like, I can't believe he didn't show up? I, Dude, that's weird. I, you, know, it, you just I, I never remember, see yeah. a guy who's drafted in the first round, played a lot of games for this team, skip a Super Bowl. You also play. don't see a lot of first round pick running backs that in, in healthy scratches, healthy scratches in the Super Bowl. So I mean, yeah, you know, I, again, if it the expectation, I think is that he gets traded. I'll say um, this: Clyde but, hasn't like publicly gone and made a big stake. Not at all. He not could have easily like gone out there and made a big deal. Like he hasn't gone out. He's been like it's funny because like we've I've entered enjoyed the conversations we've had with Clyde over some of the stuff. To me, it's just like, he just needs to change the scenery. Not like 
beaten down by, but that just felt like that this is the end moment. Like if I was looking for like, what was the end of the Clyde Edwards Alaire time in Kansas City? Missing the Super Bowl parade feels like a fairly easy one to pin, you know? I mean, it's it's not that the it's just there are other fashion shows, there's other things going on. He was still with the team the whole year, you know? Like I feel like it'd be hard to miss out on that moment, even if you're disappointed. All the friends you made, all the time you'd spent there, how hard you worked. I get it. The ultimate disappointment of you worked all that time to get yourself back and you were a healthy scratch. But in the end, we all know that that's still just how the game works. The game, you know, it is what it is. Like, at the end, they're still going to choose the best 53-man roster they think helps them win a Super Bowl. And if you don't fit a particular role after Pacheco's emerged and McKinnon's emerged, we're sorry. It's not, I don't think it's personal in that case. Yeah, it is weird. Like I said, it's not even that he missed the parade. It's like, why he missed it for a fashion show? Like, it's not like he had some huge, huge, important thing to go to. It It was promoting some fashion line or something. I get it. Everybody's looking for the thing outside of it. But if somebody will offer you something for him, it feels like it's a safe time to move on from Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Look, we're not going to go. We don't have to do the, hey, what do you what will you think about his time in Kansas City like we did with Orlando Brown Jr. or we did with Chris Jones or we could do with Orlando Brown Jr. or any of those things. But, like, I think it's pretty safe to say what the time of Clyde Edwards-Alaire yeah. It's very disappointing. There were times when he really flashed and looked like there was some talent there. But any time he got a few more miles on those legs as the season went on, or any time he got another little injury, he was unable to recover and become the back he wanted again. There were flashes with Clyde, but it just never long enough, never sustained enough to actually feel that was going to be the case. Look, this team won a uh, Super Bowl. Obviously, the, the roster we went through leading up to the Eagles-Chiefs game about 1-53 through 53 and how talented the Eagles roster was and how they were a better 1-53. through 53. But Nick pointed out during his notable notes, if you missed it, He's taking a look at the top 100 players according to Pro Football Focus from this particular year. And the Chiefs had four players in the top five in all of football. Number one, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Number two is Chris Jones. The, the two best players in football. According to Pro Football according Focus. To, yeah, and, and then they had the best tight end, obviously, not just best tight end, but a top five football player also on offense. Doesn't that Travis track out to you? This is the conversation we were having when we were talking about their matchup versus... Cincinnati or against the Eagles. Like I, we all agreed they had a better, the Eagles had a better roster. But then I said, if you did a draft of all the top 10 players on the field, you'd get to three or four chiefs before you get somewhere else. Like their center is just as good as the other guy's center. They're the two best in the NFL. You take Mahomes over there. You take Christians over their best pass rusher. You take Travis Kelsey over their best weapon. Like this is how they got success. They were able to win with rookies because their top end talent was better than anybody's in the NFL. Isn't that the way we should look at this? What, the most important position on the field? Quarterback. The three most important. You know, well, two of the no, most important. Was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, man, I like it. Kelsey's <laughs> tight end's not yeah. the most important, but, but playmaker is probably the third yeah, most. Yeah, I mean, quarterback, most important position, and then you got to have a pass rusher. That's second most. And, and then I would take playmaker's probably third. Yeah, and, and Travis Kelsey certainly is that wide receiver tight end hybrid. And so that's how you do it. And then further down, even. I mean, if we're just looking at the rest of the 100, you had Creed Humphrey, not as a, a as valuable position, but the 21st best player in football was on your team, play center for you. Nick Bolton was the 88th listed here. Plays a key linebacker position. Joe Tooney, left guard. And then Legereus Sneed at 99 on this. It's no secret, if you have talented rosters, you have a chance to win championships. We know that. This team has obviously actually gotten it accomplished two out of the last four seasons as well. This whole ranking, it's subjective. I know it's pro football focus, and we, we, we certainly have our issues with it at, at times. But that just speaks to how they've built this roster up while you feel confident in another offseason. Brett Veach is the best general manager in football because they have the stars. They've been able to complement the non 
impactful positions, even if they would push back and say they are impactful. But we, we know we're not talking about the top four positions for those, those you know, Creed and Nick Bolton and, and Joe Tooney and LeJarius Sneed. What do you, I mean, in retrospect now, do we just underestimate just how talented the Chiefs roster was the entire year? I think what happened. I think nationally yeah. for sure, but even uh, locally, I think to a point, uh, we probably didn't think about them as great as we probably should have. That's specific to Chris Jones, though, isn't it? Before we were not talking about him being a top five player in the NFL. This no, year. no, we no, weren't Chris, not going into Chris, the year. Chris Jones elevated his game immensely to where I'm assuming when the NFL network does their players top 100, he's going to go from being 39th last year to a top 20 player easily. And the guy just won defensive or the one one awards, won defensive player of the year, but we finished in the top three of the, the AP defensive player of the year this year. I also think like underestimated, we didn't, we didn't know just that Mc, McDuffie and uh, Jalen Watson. We didn't know Carl Watson would be a six-sack guy. Those guys all truly did get better as the season went on and then just play and get playing. There were multiple moments where those guys had the impactful play of the game. Jalen Watson But in don't particular. you think that was all we were asking for from those guys was because you got – Consistent domination from those three guys we mentioned. That's it. I mean, it's Mahomes, really because Kelsey and Jones dominated for 20 weeks. So you only needed the rookies and these uh, the journeyman veterans, right? Guys Micro like Thomas Dunlap. You only needed them to contribute in spots because you were just getting thorough, excellent play from those three guys. I'll say anybody else on offense because, like, Mahomes and Kelsey are so great. You be like, hey, you know, in retrospect, they didn't get that much out of the wide receivers. They got, what, 900 yards out of Juju, 700 yards out of MVS, 200 yards out of Sky Moore. They did, though. How many times in August did we say, though, that they're going to have to piecemeal this thing together with multiple guys on offense, that they're going to have to add nope. up? And that's yeah. what we, we did. But expect, that's it. The whole thing is, it. like, this listing they is proving it. the reason why you could do it, though, is because you had three of the best players in all of football. And I feel like yeah. I'm going to have a tendency to do this all offseason long, but this – this conversation once again leads me back to the idea that you can't pay Orlando Brown Jr. You can't. The, those three guys are all the, the the highest paid players at their positions, right? And are correctly uh, so paid that. And I've, because you get elite production from them, imagine Orlando Brown Jr. being paid like those guys. Yeah, I think they made their decision when they traded away Tyreek Hill. They told us they gave us some insight that unless your name is Patrick Mahomes and Chris Jones, because uh, I think he will get the deal this offseason. Uh, and then Travis Kelsey, but tight ends just don't make the, the huge, huge, huge money. But they still pay him as high but as any other tight they're end. They're willing to do it for those three guys. And I think we'll get that confirmed with Chris Jones this offseason. Other than that, it doesn't matter who you are. Like they're, they're, they're willing to walk. If your name is not Mahomes, Kelsey, or Jones, and I think Brown is going to have to, if he's playing next year on this team, it's going to have to be on the tag as well. I, I would agree with you, Nick, on, on how that potentially could play out as well. And, you know, the uh, – <laughs> The, the contract year stuff, of course, the, the late, great uh, Trez Paler. Contract year undefeated stuff. We saw it play out for Chris Jones. But you're not worried that that's going to be the way you and I talk about Orlando Brown. No, Jr. before the, contract. the year before. Yeah. yeah. The, and the way before with Chris Jones, like the year before, I was calling the most con, one of the most consistently dominant NFL players, too. Remember, we came to the defense of Chris Jones a lot. You're like, people complain, ask for more. I'm like, um, he's great. And he's one of the best defensive players in the NFL. Because I did think that. I just didn't think about him as being this dominant because it had been a while since we saw this level of dominance. But to your point, Nick, with the Orlando Brown thing, it's like makes you feel like you don't need to panic at any point the offseason. You're like, nah, they're good. Those three guys are still in a contract, right? And are still at an age that I can expect consistently elite level play. Yep. All right, cool. But I guess uh, the rest of the offseason should be roses. I hate to dumb it down this way, but 
the key really is just who's listed number one there, and um, that's gonna <laughs> let's really that's, that's, narrow the field. No, but you to, needed a consistently great defensive gonna, player. That's going to make everything else a hell of a lot easier. Yeah, but you needed a consistently great defensive player because in the years where they didn't have that, that's where they struggled to get to the quarterback, complete the job, and win the Super Bowl. Yeah, Mahomes the most important, but in the year that they couldn't get to Burrow because Chris Jones didn't play as good as he did this season, they came up short. This year, those three players played like the three best players at their position, and they won the Super Bowl. That doesn't seem like the three combined feels like the reason why they actually got the job done. We'll get to what's trending coming up in, in 10 minutes. So also don't forget Royals baseball is going to be back on the air today. Royals spring training game 205 first pitch right here on 610 Sports Radio. The Royals are never going to lose a spring training game the way things are trending. You know, very, very early start. Uh, this is you know, clearly just go ahead and make your 50 to 1 bet on the Royals to win the AL Central. Just go ahead and I can that still in. get them at 50 to 1? 50 to 1, baby. Let's do it. Vinny Pasquantino is going to hit 162 home runs in game because wow. he's not playing today, so he can't hit one today. But I'm sure anytime he's on. Well, you should have played today. No, you got to. No, no, no. Oh, no. no gotta, remember, yeah. Cody, Cody said he's soft, so. Mm. He probably just needed a day off. That don't. What if he just happened to be listening right now? And he <laughs> thinks I actually said that. You did. You said no. baseball players are the softest athletes. No, that's athletes. what Gold said. No, I Co- asked no. if they were. Co- I asked a question. <laughs> Gold said it, and then now you you're it, making lies about all of it. You asked it in a rhetorical yeah, you tone. Did. And I chose to answer in for a you. rhetorical tone. We were talking about the Rodas Chapman injury and, and how they were like, he's got a swollen lip, may be able to play catch today. And See, that's, listen that's how critical he's being. That's what it was. You keep trying to put this on me, and he's, like, openly mocking them. You asked it in a rhetorical question, and Gold's like, yeah, well, they probably are. What's your answer, by the way? Nick Rank and I don't I shy think, away, I think know? baseball guys are the toughest SOBs out there. They'll play through anything. Uh-huh. They will. They Except will. oblique injuries. Those, those are problematic. Those are a little problematic. I respect the boys in blue. Is it the Royals? The Royals, yeah. Those what boys about in blue. The boys in powder all, blue. All, all boys, boys in, in blue. Good answer. All boys in blue. Mm-hmm. And women. And the women in blue, guys. Someone was asking earlier, because we're taking an interns, they said, are you accepting female interns? Of course. Of course. We're not allowed to discriminate, first of all. We are equal but opportunity also, employer. We don't discriminate on age, race, sex, religion, nothing. No. We, we are open to any also, interns also, who frankly, are willing to apply. Also, frankly, not allowed to. So, uh, yeah, it's against Both the Both for personal reasons and for le- legal law. reasons. Because mm. the paid internship, okay? You can go to Odyssey Careers, look for part-time promotional assistant. We are getting intern applications as we speak. You can apply. Got to be 18 years of age or older. But other than that, it doesn't matter. Nothing else matters. You will accept a 110-year-old intern. We, we will. Absolutely. We can't discriminate, Cody. I like it. And we can't. We're more have, importantly, we wouldn't. And, and we are. <laughs> Honestly, if a 110-year-old applies to be an intern for this show. You're in. Hired. Hired. I'll be honest. I don't care. If, Hired. Like, if you are 85 or older, you're automatic. I mean, I almost can guarantee you're in. <laughs> you can pretty much for guarantee one of, For spot. one of the spots. I mean, how can we not? It's important. Learn, you know. Learn some new things about so yourself. So you, you, it's a paid internship. Not even joking. It is a paid internship. We, we hope you guys have a chance to apply. We will go through the interview process. Nick is taking it very seriously. See, but when you say things like that, it makes it seem like you're insinuating I'm not taking it seriously. No, which he is. I am. We just had to fill him in our, our corporate uh, structure of what he cannot ask in the interview. We were very worried about getting sued. So that's what it was. Nick was making it weird when you started listing off job descriptions that are available on the website. Yeah, there, there's a lot of really, I mean, this is very important stuff, so we made sure that corporate had a good structure in I was place. not making it weird. This is, I mean, some of these and jobs. that's your go-to. You always fall back on that. Yeah, I do. You always just say, why do you have to make it weird? We are looking for energetic, dependable, 
flexible team members who physically use, and mentally who use <laughs> who use sound judgment and have an outgoing personality. Sound judgment? I don't think that one's the least important of all the ones you just listed. So next part, uh, you do need to have a valid driver's license, good record, no instances of running over a geese and killing them. <laughs> Mentioned that. I don't know He's how, I don't I don't know how Nick that. got through that one. Um, it <laughs> also says check your email on a regular basis. Be able to work evenings, weekends. Must be eighteen or older. Positive attitude, team player. Also, you the employee is frequently required to stand, walk, sit, use hands to finger, handle or feel objects. I don't know why you. That is what pause. it says. It is. I don't. I'm reading the description. There was a. Okay. Co- there was like a. Uh, there was a colon there as well. So I just oh, let's continue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. Yeah, there is a colon there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, the needing to finger and the colon <laughs> had nothing to do with each other. Oh, gosh. These are some of the things well, we got to get out of the way now before the phrasing. Gold was kind of using reading, peculiar phrasing. I'm reading the exact right. words. Let's say we get 20 applications. How many people would you like to take to a live in-person interview, and how many do you think we need to hire? Well, I think we can have two to three interns max and for the station. They haven't told and us the number. I think it's two to three max, and I also believe we probably should interview five to ten. Wow, 10. If we're going to hire three. Oh, yeah. By the way, one thing not listed on there that will be required is you are probably going to have to be willing to be recorded for this interview. Clothes will stay on. <laughs> oh, of course. I didn't say that. I, I know you didn't. Audio I am, recording. Dude, these are the kinds of things you have to have in writing or have to have said. That way, if any time somebody comes back at us and says, well, why didn't you guys tell people? We did. We said you're clothed the whole time. Okay. Yeah. So if you're looking for an intern... Someone says, that's the weirdest bleeping job description I've ever heard. Honestly, yep. that's exactly... We didn't even write that. You would think that we had some part of that. I swear, we did not write the physical requirements. No. We all know... We'll be doing the interview, we, we but stunned. we didn't do this. We were stunned that that was a list. Of, we, little did we know, when Nick got hired on as well, they said he needed to make sure that his hands were able to do certain things. Are we agreeing to a simple two-thirds majority? Or do we all have to agree uh, two, unanimously two in order to majority. bring on an intern? Uh, two thirds. What is uh, how, what's the majority for getting into the Baseball Hall of Fame? Uh, better than sixty six percent. You need like eighty percent or eighty five percent or something, which is impossible unless you're going all the way to a hundred. Someone wanted to know if they can interview as a team. Hmm. Actually, uh, maybe. Yeah, I'm yeah. open to that. Yeah. You know what? If you think you work better as a team, I'm open to it. Team interns. Because here's the thing. We are not closed-minded. We just want people who can become assets for the show and for the station. We want people who can help us. And if you think that it takes two of you guys to help us, but you can also provide a quality product, Mm -hmm. we're open to it. As a reminder, the either current or former 610 employees who have been an intern at this station who have been employed by Mm -hmm. 610 include Alex, Nick, Ryan Wachowski, Dusty Likens, Chris Uno Saro. I think CDOT was. See that? Uh, someone wants to know. I mean, it's, I, an, it's a big uh, list. This is a very fair question. I think it's a smart question. Uh, someone wants to know: Is there drug testing? I have great news for Don't you. Don't think so. I have great news for you. Odyssey uh, will not be drug testing. There's a lot of people in this building, frankly, that probably would not be employed. That's all I'll say. Not at six ten. No, 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 no. Clean group in the entire building. Radio companies wised up and realized why spend money on the drug testing. You know. In fact, Nick will be looking for that particular quality. Someone says, is there any certain amount of prior experience you need to get the interview? No. Can I wear a tuxedo? Yes. Look, we're pretty open here, as we've made very clear. You don't need any prior experience. 
You could be doing literally any job. Are you interested in doing the job as an intern? That's all we care about. So apply. Odyssey Careers. You can Google that and then look for part-time, now. part-time now. promotions <laughs> assistant and uh, apply. We'll start the interview process here in the next week or two. Hopefully that's the plan. Up next, we'll get to what's trending. And there's a name that we never really considered being on the trade block, but there's actually a case to be made for the Chiefs. We'll tell you who it is next. What's trending? All right, let's check in on the hot topics. Trending, trending, trending. Number one on what's trending, we got some Royals baseball coming your way here in about 25 minutes or so. Official, of course, home of Royals baseball, 610 Sports Radio. Zach Granke gets the nod today. It'll be his first spring trading start of 2023. See if the Royals just keep on winning. They don't lose. They're 3-0. Unstoppable. Cactus League champions. You're going to call way. for another home run from a different Royals player today? Vinny's uh, not in the lineup. He's not, so. That's the problem is Vinny's not in the lineup today. It's obviously an altered lineup a little bit. Um, so, no, I'm not going to make a home run prediction. No, I, I can't. Come on. Now. I, only <laughs> we already feel, did it once. Only if it feels right. Only if I, I, I deep down believe it's going to be the case. It's kind of a weird lineup. MJ Melendez, our guy, though, is batting, I think, 30 playing catcher today. Maybe that's somebody, maybe a double or so, a couple yeah. doubles today from MJ. Salvador Perez has said he wants to ramp back up to catching a couple of times back-to-back before he heads off to the World Baseball Classic. Obviously, the Royals probably prefer he just DH'd. We'll get our but, guy Michael Massey his first hit today. Okay, there you go. First spring training hit of the yeah, year yeah, for yeah. Michael Massey. Next up on Watch Training, speaking of Michael Massey and his Chicago Bears, they are reportedly open to shopping the number one overall pick, according to reports this morning from Adam Schefter. Now, a lot of people thought this viable, obviously, is there are a lot of teams looking for quarterback and plenty of top quarterback talent expected to go in the top 10 of the NFL draft. Reports are they're more willing now to start shopping it. I don't know if that's coming from the Bears or from the other teams. I don't blame them. I can make an argument for four or five teams in the top 10 that should be targeting a top-end quarterback. The Bears aren't one of them. If they're going to really go the Justin Fields route, plus they need a ton of talent across a diamond. Trade down, load up. And if Justin Fields isn't the guy, you'll load a couple of years and you'll have to do this all over again. I, I just stockpile picks. Yeah, I, I just try to stockpile picks uh, and, and put my organization in a really good spot if I'm Ryan Poles, the general manager in Chicago. Next up on what's trending, it, it took a few days to get there because of weather issues up in Portland. But the MLS season opener for the Sporting KC squad up in Portland is tonight, 9 o'clock. So late out west. Uh, Kansas City is an underdog tonight over at FanDuel. KC plus 250 to win. A draw is plus 260. Portland minus 115. What's the going rate for the MLS package on Apple TV? Well, honestly, I don't know the answer to that because if you are a certain cell phone subscriber or certain provider, you get it for free. So I am not paying for it. So actually, I do not know. You have it, but you I want to say it's like it. something. You know, was it like six dollars a month, something like that? I don't know. I know uh, for Royals baseball, Bally's or Bally is uh, twelve ninety nine a month. Again, that's not a bad. Well, like, it's people, discounted right now too. People are thinking that that's like a terrible rate. Like I'm not going to pay that amount. Uh, MLB TV. If you lived at a market and wanted to watch the Royals and wanted to sign up for that. It's like one hundred and thirty dollars a year, so twelve ninety nine a month. If you just sign up right when the Royals regular season MLS starts, good. Is, uh, but it's always MLS non TV plus subscribers fourteen ninety nine a month, hundred bucks okay. for the season. If you're already an Apple TV plus subscriber, twelve ninety nine or seventy nine for so the season. About the same as Bally's is right now. If you could sign up, don't forget Royals baseball is free right here on six ten yeah. Sports Radio. Next up on Watch Training, NFL reports suggest they are unlikely. To change the roughing the passer rule, they're in the middle of their competition committee meetings right now, so there's a lot of reporting on the different things that they may or may not consider. The reports are the NFL looked at the roughing the passer as being a reviewable penalty, 
but they didn't find all that many problems according to themselves, which is pretty much how that goes. So it's pretty unlikely they'll even come to a vote at this point. So the odds are that the, you know, they won't probably make that reviewable. And thank God, I don't need more things reviewable. I know we don't always agree with the call. I'd rather them just, you know, work with the referees on how to handle those situations, not actually make it reviewable. That's slowing the game down. I'm not interested. Yeah, more reviews, not usually something anybody's And they very rarely of. change that's, judgment that's calls, so it doesn't matter. Thing. Go back to the pass interference yeah. reviewable. They never overturned them. They weren't willing to call out basically the official on the field. So overturned like three of them. Wasting everybody's time. Uh, lastly on what's trending, a uh, rough start for the Araldis Chapman era in Kansas City. He, according to Annie Rogers of MLB.com, slipped and fell at his house on Saturday night, cracked a tooth, split his lip open, required stitches. Uh, it's still pretty swollen, and he's going to try to play catch today, throw a bullpen tomorrow, and then get into a game soon. Uh, so somehow slipped and fell at his house there in Arizona on Saturday. He kind of brisk. Maybe it's like, you know a little chilly, got a little dewy out there. Probably not that. <laughs> a little dewy out there. That's why you, th- you think he slipped on the dew? I don't know what happened, man. I don't know either, but it's just like, what a weird baseball injury, man. They're really good about that. Baseball injuries are, you know. But although, I don't know what happened to Nick. He, like, broke his back or something and can't move today. I'm fine. I woke up a little stiff. I'm... Have you heard me say a word about it all day? No, but you do it. Well, I mean, this morning before the show, yes. Yeah, I've been up for like an hour and a half. You were doing a lot of this, like he's been standing all day, doing a lot of like stretches throughout the show. Did like a pelvic thrust. That's what he was doing. Yeah, it's like a pelvic thrust. We apologize for you watching the video stream. This isn't dirty dancing, bro. Yeah, Cody. He's the one who was using curse words on the stream. You definitely just. To Nick's point. That's what Nick pel- did earlier. Pelvis what about ism? Thrust. What about ism? <laughs> yeah, pelvis thrust. Pelvic thrust on the show. That's what's trending. Not the, not that, but all <laughs> the other the pelvic things. Thrust. Yeah, that's yeah, not trending that's, at all. We don't want that never be ever trending. trending on this show. Hmm. Nope, nope, no. We've talked about. <laughs> this has been one of the worst shows. <laughs> Do you think this is one of our worst shows ever? It's either the worst or the best. I wow. can't tell. You think today's been one of the worst shows ever? Or I the best. Or the best. I think it's this been... This is why we need interns, because our current producer is just not not helping. Not helping with the show What content. are you talking about? He says the worst show we've ever done. Or the best, I said. Which one is it? Way. It could go either but way. But it's not a medium show, you Beauty saying. is in the eye of the beholder. No, it's a very polarizing show. Hmm. <laughs> anyway... Uh, we've talked about potential trade candidates like Orlando Brown Jr., but there's a name that maybe is starting to, to be brought up a little bit more over at Chiefs Wire and USA Today. They had a kind of a recap of Daniel Jeremiah from NFL Network scouting a teleconference where he mentioned some options for the Chiefs, and one name that got brought up for a trade to consider is Legereus Sneed. He has one year left on his contract. You have to admit I, it makes sense. There's definitely some logic to it. I I believe that Legereus Sneed possesses a different skill set than in the past when the Chiefs have let corners walk. Last offseason, we know Chavarius Ward ended up getting a really nice deal with the 49ers. Sneed, to me, is not just a coverage corner. He's someone that Steve Spagnuolo uses in blitz packages, and I think he has a more vital role than others. So unless, and maybe they do, Cody, unless Spags, either through the draft, they're already evaluating somebody, or out of this group of young corners that are already on the roster, unless they think there's somebody else like McDuffie that can just become that guy too, and McDuffie can be someone that blitzes a little bit and can be active in that way, unless they think they have it on the roster, I, I think at minimum you let Sneed that if you're not willing to give him the extension because you don't want to pay a corner that kind of money, then let him play out 
and you if you lose him to free agency next year, he's unrestricted. Uh, and I believe you can get a comp pick, which would put it at least maybe a third or a fourth. So if you're going to tell me you want to trade him now, that means you better have an answer already in-house or you're looking at getting that third-round pick that you might be getting a year early. I think there is a crazy amount of logic with it from, I think, one really easy standpoint. It is Brett Veach. Right? I mean, that's it. His best, if I, if I ranked every position, 1 through 11 on both sides of the ball, so 1 through 22, doesn't matter, where Brett Veach ranks at his ability to find talent and get talent and keep those guys on the field playing at a high level, it is corner number one. That's it. And it's hard to argue. We've had these conversations about where Brett Veach ranks amongst the current GMs in the NFL. He's the best. One. As of current, like, look, this is a fluid list, admittedly. Brett Veach is currently the best GM in all of football. So if there's someone I'm going to trust to replace a fourth-round guy, you've gotten a lot of really good talent. At, but but Legere Seed's not, it's not like Jalen Ramsey. Or it's not, it, he's never been that level player. He's versatile. They use him a thousand ways. He's really talented. But I feel like he's also semi-replaceable. And it's supposedly a really deep draft for corners. I feel like we're downplaying There's a lot been, of... I'm not saying I'd feel great. I'm not saying it'd be like, wow, do it. No question. Just ship him away. I think, you but have there's to, a lot of logic in it. Almost too much that I feel like you do have to kind of kick it around and see what might be available. You have to absolutely love a corner in this year's draft. And to me, I just told you the compensation. It has to be almost better than a third round pick because I know even if I'm not willing to give the extension to Snead, I know he can play one more year in Kansas City and then I can get, you know, through the comp pick formula, I could potentially best case scenario, get a third, if not a fourth. So there's no way if we're talking trade, you bet you can call around and you can see if teams are calling you that there's no harm in doing that, but it has to be better than what I can get by just letting him play out another year. I mean, we go back and forth talking about this dynasty and what, how aggressive do you need to be? Yeah, but You and, said that but, it doesn't play the you, long game is trading Legereus need before you pay him. Yeah, but if a lot you, of great teams do that. You, you, you can't also though, just assume that they're going to be able to continue to just do this with every that position. Mm. I feel like I can Sneed's In every other case, I actually corner, kind of though. agree with you. He's never just—he's not just a coverage corner. If he was just a guy that was your your average corner, I'm with you. He's not an average corner. He's better than that, and he's part of Spags' system in terms of coming off the edge sometimes and blitzing and really good at disguising it. We had, we, we joked around earlier this year. He even admitted it was like tightened his gloves and stuff. He's like, yeah, I was totally just playing. I can't remember who the quarterback was. Yeah, I don't remember. But he, he said, yeah, I was totally just basically trying to fool the fool, fool the quarterback, and he came in on on a, on a blitz. I. I think Snead is too good to just uh, end it a year early. I would personally just extend the guy if you want to know the truth. That's that's my preferred route. But if you're really going to sit there and say, hey, as an organization, we know we're not going to extend him, I don't think it means you automatically just say, oh, we have to trade him because you have a year left and you can still get comp picks back a year from now. I think he's still vital. I want to know for sure if the progression is going to continue for for Watson and for Williams. And then you're right, Cody, it's a deep corner draft, so go draft another corner. I'm not against that, but let's make sure You're saying buy yourself a year. Yeah, you don't have to the make, comp pick. It, it, it's not a it's not a must do this offseason. He's got a year left on your contract. I just think they've proven um, t- this is the one position where I am fully willing to just be like we're good. Like I you know, I I don't know. You're right. We've had this conversation. We both agree for the most part. It's like, hey, just because that thing worked the one time doesn't mean you can count it again, right. but that's it's not a one-time thing. This is like any other comparison you made, like when Nebraska football just kept churning out offensive linemen. Right. Right? It doesn't matter whichever one you want to think of where it's been pretty – or like the Rays with pitching. There are times in sports when it's not – it's not like you're counting on a one-time. 
If you have a very long, sustained history of success churning out one thing, then it's not a coincidence. It's not a, hey, I don't know if you can count on that every year. At corner, it is burgeoning on. You can just straight up count on the fact that we shouldn't even have an offseason conversation about what are they going to do about the defensive backs. That was a huge conversation this offseason. Who the hell do they have a defensive back? What is their plan? Even in the middle of the year, you were a little fearful of like, are you sure you want to let go of a depth guy in Rashad Fenton, not knowing what it is? And that was a fair question, but it's starting to come to the point that it's not a fair question anymore, that we don't have to have these conversations because they just always find corners. They have found guys who have started games for them in the first, fourth, sixth, seventh, third. They've turned some of those guys out and let them leave and replace them without issue. And you're not wrong. Sneed is different than those other guys, but maybe they haven't targeted another guy like well, Sneed. I, ask, I feel like they, they found Sneed, they'll find another one like Sneed. My question is, do in evaluation, do they think there's someone in the draft that can do that, or do they think they already have that guy in-house? And, and do they already think they have a cornerback with that skill set? I, I don't have the answer to that. I, that. That would be something that I would love to know. Uh, if they can answer yes to both of those, then I think you can consider it. Um, but my preference still is Legereus Need is on this football team next year. Look, you can buy yourself a year that's like the Orlando Brown thing, but I feel like it's the – look, this is definitively the thing we talk about with championship teams at all sports. This is definitively a year too early. I'll admit it. You'd be trading him a year too early. A year before you have to, before you should probably. But, I mean, we've said for years, and there's real truth in it. It's always better to trade a guy a year too early than a year too late. This is probably a year too early. I but just, you're going to get that draft pick compensation, and if it's the right draft for it, like there's just a lot of things that make it make sense. My only pushback on the the whole year, you know year too early thing. You're right. We talk about that in sports. That to me doesn't apply here. Here's why: because Snead is not an aging player where you're worried about a, a a drop off in production. That's not what we're even talking about here. So it's not that. And then also, you're not stuck with getting nothing. So one, you're you not should you're, still you're, be you're, able to get. You're a not pick, worried yeah. about oh man, we're going to wait a year too late. His production's going to fall off. You're not on a long-term deal with him. So he's, he's done after next season if you don't give him a new deal. And if you're in the position at that point, either performance drops off or, which there's no reason to believe it would, no, or none. that you just don't want to sign him long-term, you still are getting a comp pick back. I, I, I don't think they, they have to do this, this trade at all. I was looking back and just seeing like, okay, because, I mean, at this point, probably the most realistic, like what are they going to get from a comp pick formula Standpoint. I mean, I just have to assume whatever they got for Shavarius Ward, right? You would think that guy yeah, leaving somewhere. Chief system, late round draft pick or undrafted in that case, what could we assume they're getting back in return for it? Look, teams, you know, they, it depends on how high they're going to go and if they're going to get that. But I wouldn't, I guess I wouldn't think necessarily that Snead is going to get that. Like, I don't think he's going to get higher than what Ward got. He might get something comparable to what he got. But you can get that in trade, too, and you can just start the build now. You've already won the Super Bowl. That part of it always makes it a little easier, doesn't it? We talked about this, too. Doesn't that make it a little bit easier to take a risky move? Like, even if you think it's risky, it's a little easier to make the risky move if you already got the well, Super I mean, Bowl I think, we got, I think we got the answer to that last offseason with, with trading away Tyreek Hill. And this, this is way less risky. was an organization um, that, was, that was willing to move on from Hill. I think it's different on offense than defense. Offense, when you have Kelsey and Mahomes and Andy Reid, you're able to, to, get, to do that. You're more concerned on defense about replacing guys, and if you're able to do that, I like there's a there's a balance of how impressed we were with Steve Spagnuolo and how they got some of these young guys to come o- along as the season went on. 
I just I don't know if I'm ready to, to sit here and tell you like plain and simple they can just keep having young guy after young guy and they're all just going to work out and not going to be any issues. Like, How much more? But if they have one more draft, like let's say they trade Snead and they draft two more corners and they're just like they're mm-hmm. starter quality guys again, then we're done, right? I mean, we can like you've got to be close to just admitting that they could just do it. Whenever. Yeah, but how does that impact the pass rush? Right? Do they have a corner that can that they feel confident they can blitz with? If they do, yeah, because if not, you're losing an element of your defense. Because I don't think you're going to get a third. They got like a sixth for Ward. So, I mean, it feels like it's probably in that range. feels like you'd probably get more if you just straight up traded Sneed. But you wouldn't get the year of play. I understand you're essentially buying that. But at some point. had three and a half sacks this year, man. No, he he got them all super early. That's fine. But, oh, I'm not. Again, I don't think either of us. I don't think we'd have any argument for denying the talent or what he does for the offense. It's just at the point that I feel like I could probably just assume that they can replace it. Like, I, I'm like one year away from being like, I'm never going to question this team at cornerback ever again. But going to the Aussie, mm. be like, I don't know who they're going to have. They're, they're getting rid of everybody. Be like, eh, they'll find somebody. Because they seemingly have found them every single year. Again, seventh, fourth, sixth, third, first. Those are all the rounds they've found starting caliber NFL corners for them in championship or at least AFC title game runs. You're right. Maybe this is the, uh, this is like the Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes argument where it's, we can say that just as long as they have Chris Jones, just as long as they have a pass rush that can make those guys look better. I don't know. I mean, the secondary times have been better than the pass rush over the last three years. It's hard to imagine that this doesn't make any sense. Scouting combine gets underway tomorrow in Indianapolis. You know, there'll be more noise about both prospects and how deep the cornerback class is and what in particular teams are kind of keying in on. There's also a reminder for everybody. It is full on smokescreen season uh, with anything that general managers say, even if I think the owner of the Indianapolis Colts, Robert, uh, Jim Irsay, uh, actually is serious about his comment about Bryce Young uh, a week or so ago when he's like, I kind of like that guy out of Alabama. I don't think that was smokescreen. I actually just think that's Jim Irsay like, just saying things out loud on purpose that he actually means. He's too dumb for smoke screen, smoke screens. <laughs> Cody thinks every billionaire is an idiot. You know, Not they all. all just, they just, all just he's an idiot. Fell. Fell backwards which, billion, which billionaires do you actually <laughs> The final word. <laughs> which John which ones? Smart man. And Clark Hunt, right? And Clark. Yep. He's been on this show. Yeah, Cody interrupted him. We do recall <laughs> that. Big deal. He wants to be treated like a man like everyone else. <laughs> Did he tell you that? He articulated that to you? He said, please treat it, it was, me. It was he in said, his Cody, eyes. please treat me like a man. It was the look like in his everyone. eyes. The <laughs> <laughs> way he looked at me. Oh. You know? You thought there was, was, was okay. What was it, a wink? No, it was, just, it was just a look. Oh. It was just a look. It's hard to describe, you know, huh. but. Yeah, it really is hard to describe. <laughs> 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 really As evidenced by your description. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, appreciate uh, everybody hanging out with us on a Monday. We're back at it tomorrow. Up next, Royals baseball. We'll try to get to 4 0 in Cactus League play. Zach Granke on the bump for the first time this spring, right here on 610 Sports Radio. 